Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. because I am coming from work. Uh, Today is Thursday, December 17th, which is the same day I'm going to release it as soon as I do the editing and put the music in, whatever. But I have only done this one other time, and that's when I was home from work because I went away on vacation and then had to get tested, so I was home. So I said, eh, why not? We are having a nice little snow day today, so I plan to do maybe nothing. (laughs) I've been sitting in bed, kind of just minding my own business, watching TV and relaxing. Had a lot on my mind the past couple days, and I'm finally getting a moment to decompress. Um, I hope all y'all listened to last week's episode when uh, I was talking about the toy drive, which is still happening, by the way, Um, in like four days, I think. Four days. In four days, I think, is your last chance to donate. And then I think the raffle is the next day, which is the 22nd. So uh, Christmas is coming up real fast. Uh, My parents are not coming up as they said they were going to. So I'm trying to figure out how I am going to go down there. If my move is going to be sooner or not. I still have a few days to decide that. Um, I would like to go, but there's certain things that I am not prepared for yet. And I really think I should probably do this smarter and do this for myself and not be rushing for anybody else in particular. And I really just have to make these decisions for myself. But we'll get more into that later. We are on episode 52. And that would technically be the year um, the year marker for our episodes. Because there's 52 weeks in a year. And this is the 52nd episode. So this is kind of like the year episode. Which I should probably just call it that. That's probably what I'm going to name it. So uh, I just wanted to see how everybody's doing. I know not everybody is experiencing this crazy snow. But we, uh, we had a snowstorm last night, and it was the first one of the year. Well, first one of the season, let's say, because I don't remember what happened in January or February, because when COVID took over in March, it was kind of like the only thing we thought about. So there's that. And if you hear any noise in the background, it's because the neighbor is trying to snow blow right now, and it's going to make noise. And the guy's been trying to do it for like 45 minutes yet, and I don't think he's made any progress. So there's that. Um, so I hope everybody's doing all right. I am tired and I think I'm going to probably take a nap after I eat because I don't feel that great. And this guy, let me tell you something. This neighbor has been trying to do this since the early morning and it's the son of the actual adult that lives in that house. What's funny to me is, is that the guy will then come out and yell at his son who is outside working very diligently and scream at him at the top of his lungs. And it's not the first time. This guy is always yelling at this kid, and this kid is never doing anything wrong. He always wants to just leave. Like, you can hear how many times the car 
door slams like the car door will slam and then you'll hear an engine and that's it and that means that that kid has left the fucking building (laughs) which I would too you're not gonna yell at me like that every time I try and do something like it's fucking absurd um so let's get down to business so I have a few days to make the decision as to whether or not I'm gonna move um circumstances have been changing And I'm not exactly sure, like I said, what I'm going to do yet. So let's talk about some other stuff first, and hopefully we'll get to that. Have we we gotten over this election yet? I think we're like a month later now, a month and five days later, and we're still hearing nonsense about this. (sighs) Excuse me, guys. I am tired. I'm telling you, man. I'm mentally exhausted. And it's cold, and this cold weather just makes me want to sleep. Because it's old windows. So it's kind of like you could feel the breeze through the window. I'm so sorry for the noise in the background. If you don't hear it, then that's perfect. But I feel like since I can hear it, you can hear it. So who knows? Um, So Biden announced his presidential win again, according to the Electoral College this time, which is the people who actually affirm or deny who the president-elect is. Because that's the way we do things. We can't just be like, okay, the people voted for this person and that's who it is. Like, they have to go through the whole process, but they went through it all, like we're supposed to, according to whoever, (laughs) and he had collected the appropriate number of votes to solidify his win, the proper votes he was supposed to get per state. The next thing that's supposed to happen is that the, well, the next thing that has happened in this situation is that the Electoral College has now received death threats from Trump supporters in protest, I'm assuming. I'm assuming it's in protest. Because Trump supporters just be saying anything these days. Just to make a point. I'm telling you, it's the social justice warrior shit all over again. I talked about it, I think, either the last episode or the episode before that. But it's social justice warrior shit. And now everybody that was for Trump is now going to be like, Biden's not my president. Which I think is so funny because, like, you know, Trump supporters claim to be, like, the higher-ups. Like, the more mature, the more smarter, the more powerful. And here we go doing this petty shit. Like, you know, being petty does not make you better. If Like, why does that have to be said to anybody? Like, you can't claim to be, like, the better species of person because of who you voted for and then want to do petty shit like he's not my president. Not for nothing, regardless of what you say, he is your president. Just like everybody who, who had to deal with Trump being president the last four years had to deal with it. Like, come on now. It's, like, shameful. Like, we have grown-ass adults saying, not my president. I have never said shit about anything because I don't like to get into politics because everybody likes to have an opinion and everybody's opinion is always wrong. So how do we live in a country where we're allowing people to have opinions, but their opinions are wrong? Like, do you see what I'm saying? The math does not add up. It's two plus two is four, not two plus two equals a million and four. Like, come on. How did we get to these numbers? Is that that new math shit that they do now what is that even called anymore what is that what's that new math called let me see new math i'm looking it up because i really need to know what it's called because that shit drove me crazy when i had to try and help my siblings math new math new math versus old math really google (laughs) what is the new math called common core holy shit biscuits man when common core came out Oh my god. When Common Core came out, every parent on earth split their wig. Like, (laughs) every parent on earth, their brain broke for a second trying to figure out how to do this. Like, 
You are implementing a new way to do math that is not 2 plus 2 equals 4. Now it's, you know, you format it with the 2 plus 2 equals 4, but you have to break down each 2 into 1 and then count each 1 to get to 4. And it's like, okay, now we're taking a half an hour to do math. Can we not? Revert back to the old way where we had to use abacuses and shit. <laughs> like count the beads. Move the beads over. Move two beads over. Move another two. How many is that added up? Four. The simple ways to do things. Anyway, I don't even know who came up with this fucking common core math. I don't even know if they want to know, if I want to know. Let's see. So in 2015, this says, the co- if someone Googled what is the benefit of new math, <laughs> it says common core standards offered a new approach to math that emphasizes more conceptual forms of understanding, and if states and districts implement the reform well, the instruction will give students deeper math skills. Hey, buddy, with all the fake numbers they're about to go through in algebra and shit, we don't need this. We don't need this. Because once you do the simple numbers, the fake algebra with the X and the Y shit is so much easier. You're going to do common core math and then introduce these kids to algebra and they're going to want to go to a rehab facility where they have to wear straight jackets because it makes no sense. So you would have to redo centuries old math equations because, you know, Pythagorean theorem fucking was in what, BC? Like (laughs) what year did Pythagorean theorem come out? Let's Google that because I have nothing better to do with my time. (laughs) Pythagorean theorem. Okay, here we go. I didn't even have to type the whole shit in. Let's see. How do you find it? Who cares? (laughs) It's that stupid, like, A squared plus B squared equals C squared shit. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. I hate, I hate math. Oh, here we go. (laughs) A website called Math is Fun. This shit is over 2,000 years old. Yeah. See? No. Nope. A squared plus B squared equals... Why do I even remember that? Why do I even remember that? You know why? Because math was my favorite subject in school. You know why? Because it was easy. Nobody likes math these days. Look at this fucking hypotenuse. Ugh. Anyway, stupid-ass language to try and get us to do these stupid-ass numbers. So in any case, like I'm saying, like I was saying, you know... This whole math thing and then, you know, having a higher brain function and then, you know, voting for a president and saying not my president, none of that connects to each other at all. But that's where we got. That's how we got there. I don't even know how we got to common core math. But anyway, so as I was saying before, you know, just stop with this election shit. Like, that's just the conclusion of what I have to say about it. It's like, you know, it's it's happened. We all have to just get over it like we did with Trump. Like, we just have to get over it. It just has to be what it is. And people got to leave it alone. So so let's get back to the Biden thing. So, you know, the Electoral College is receiving death threats from Trump supporters. And, you know, it's they're acting like there's nothing else going on right now. Like COVID has completely is completely gone now. We've cured it. And this is the central focus of what's happening. Not anything trying to fix the COVID issue. Now we're back on Trump and the silly antics. And like I said, this is not a political thing. He's just a silly human being. That's what I'm looking at. The person, not the label. I'm just checking, you know, that, you know, we've solved everything else. And, you know, sending death threats to 
I don't even know if they're elected officials, but to people who are helping make the decision to either make the country better or keep it neutral or whatever. Because at this point, COVID is what's going to take us out, not a president. Let's be serious. Because every day you read something new about us reaching a new fucking, uh, you know, record of deaths and stuff. (laughs) But this is what we're dealing with. This is stupid. So as I was saying before in the beginning of the episode, we are snowed in. Which, you know, anytime there's severe weather, it's always interesting to see how people act about this and react about this. I'm sure that if I had gone to a store yesterday, bread and milk would have been gone. Because we're back to the point where everybody's buying up everything, toilet paper included. The only things I ordered yesterday were things to make pizza, homemade pizza, at that. So, that's what I've been doing. The pizza was delicious. Um, My stomach hurts today, but that's not a related issue. (laughs) Maybe it is. Um, So, sorry, I just got a text about something and I read it and now I'm distracted. So this guy, I'm telling you, this guy's legit still trying to blow the snow off his sidewalk and shit. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) Um, So I know that I told, I was texting my boss all day yesterday letting her know about situations being what they are. And cause I, I was so stressed yesterday, but I'm much better. Uh, today I'm much more calm. I did text, text her this morning. Like I basically woke up this morning to text my boss that I wasn't coming to work and then went back to sleep. <laughs> like I woke up at six 30 to be like, okay, I'm not coming in because the roads were not plowed whatsoever. Not at all. And it's still not. There's like one side of the road plowed, which I think is funny because it's probably like a civilian that did it and not the town of the town of Wallkill or the city of Middletown, whatever, the DPW, whatever. Um, I think that that's funny that you only plow, plow like one side of the. Um, sorry, but uh, yeah, only one side of the road has been plowed. So that's great. sometimes snow is just it's nice because it brings peacefulness like nobody has to do anything nobody has to go anywhere and it's really quiet except for this guy next door trying to do this shit which is whatever um i can't even tell you when it started yesterday i know i looked out the window at one point while i was having dinner and it was snowing and it came and it knocked us out pretty much like I didn't expect it to snow that much in such a short amount of time, but it did. And I was like, wow, so this, this is New York. This is Christmas. Cause I don't, I think last year, last year I was in Florida, but last year, I don't know that it snowed around Christmas. So this is kind of cool. <laughs> and I don't think it's really snowed around Christmas for a very long time, but I do have a story about snow that has canceled plans at one point or another. Cause it does. It's a menace and people don't know how to drive. So for my cousin's ninth birthday, I believe we were going to go. Now my cousin is 33 now and I'm 31. So we were like nine and seven at the time. So for his ninth birthday, we were going to go to like a Chuck E. Cheese type place, but I think it was either discovery zone or wonder park, something like that. Or I don't remember the name of the other one, but it was one of those indoor play places, which was fun. And, uh, you know, you just run around, you get silly and stupid and you know, That's what kids did at that age. 
And we didn't know that there was going to be like the craziest snowstorm ever that day on his birthday. So watching the snowfall from a 19th floor apartment is pretty cool. It's pretty high up. Like you can't even tell what the, what, like how deep it is. Like you can't see the depth. You just look down and you see snow on the ground. And, uh, it was, it was just interesting to see cause you could see the snowflakes fall and it looks like a blizzard up top. And I thought, I always thought it was cool. Like, you know, being on the 19th floor in my grandma's building. So like she was one away from the top because there was 20 floors. There's, there is 20 floors. It's not like that building is gone or anything. It's still there. But yeah, I lived with my grandparents when I was younger. So I don't know that I was living with them at that time, but so we were supposed to go to this park and we didn't end up going because of the blizzard. And I thought, well, this is the shittiest day ever. And the only reason why I said it was because I didn't get to do something fun that day. Because as a kid, you don't realize, you know, sometimes the silences are good. And I said this in the last episode too, which is, you know, silence can't ever be a bad thing when you're older because it gives you time to think. It gives you that moment of clarity that you need. And I'm just thankful to have a nice chunk of quiet time today where I'm going to sit and relax and think about things and how I want to do them regardless of anyone else's feelings, (laughs) which sounds mean, but you know, I'm tired of being selfless sometimes tired of it. It's it's exhausting, you know, and when you're like an empath, which I am, you feel everybody's feelings 10 times worse. And oh, the sun's out. Sorry, that was an ADD moment. The sun is out. So it's going to melt the snow pretty quick, I hope. But it's still pretty chilly. And the wind is blustery as fuck. (laughs) So but like I was saying, I feel everybody's emotions like 10 times worse. And that's what I hate about it is that, you know, you can go from being okay to not that quickly because of someone else's vibe they're putting out. By the way, guys, I'm under two blankets. Well, three. A regular blanket, a uh, down down comforter, and like a throw. Uh, Okay. I'm getting interrupted here and it's so annoying. So anyway, so let's get into what happened between this week and last week. So Saturday, which is funny, I've gone this whole episode without having said anything about what I did over the weekend. I'm pretty much talking about stuff that's happening now, which is weird because I never do that. I usually, I do a nice little chronological order of things, but I haven't. Um, Last Saturday, I went to Laura's to hang out. And what's funny is, you know, I hung out with people. I hung out with people um, I hadn't hung out with in a very long time. Um, I hung out with, <clears throat> my God, my throat's so dry lately. I'm look so dehydrated. I hung out with Bobby, Boone, and JR. And JR is Bobby's brother. Now, they do, every year around Christmas, they do a cruise. And since COVID struck, they're not doing a cruise this year. They're going to move, um, not move, they're going to travel. They're like fly. So they're going to fly to Florida, like Miami and hang out. And they always do this for Christmas. And you know, I always think that's weird being away from your family on Christmas. Like I know they're older, like Bobby's like 36 or 37. And you know, spending time with your family on Christmas is great. But like, I don't know what they do. (laughs) They just like to party. He just he definitely likes to party. I used to call him the mayor of Whoreville. (laughs) (laughs) Because every time I was out, you would always see like a different, like every time I was out with Laura, I should say, 
you would always see him out with another chick on his arm. And I'm like, um, last time I saw you was someone else. And it's kind of like, shut up, Corinne. Obviously that's not happening now. And I'm like, ah, fuck. (laughs) Like, I feel bad. Like maybe I give up his plans or something. So we played a game. We were playing games and we were having a lot of fun. We played Drinkopoly, which got us fucked up really early in the evening, which I was glad I pulled a card that says, you know, drink two cups of water because I fucking sobered up so fast because of how many times I had to pee. But it got to the point where everybody had a drinking buddy. God, I am so sorry for yawning, but I'm telling you. Um, Let's see. We actually had a lot of conversations. We talked about a lot of TV shows that we've seen. And we were talking about, you know what's funny? We were talking about how I met your mother because with everything that happened with Me Too and everything, that character that Barney, that Neil Patrick Harris played, Barney, would probably not have been acceptable today. Like, it would have been... Um, it would have been quite an issue like it wouldn't have been good I don't think anybody would have watched that show I think everybody would have you know I don't know you know because we were talking about it and we were like you know it's Neil Patrick Harris so he might be able to get away with it anyway because he's gay so but who knows what that would have done though like who knows like with Kevin Costner now Kevin Spacey Jesus Kevin Spacey was accused of doing something in a in a beach house property like over 20 years ago and the guy suspiciously dropped all the charges but Kevin Spacey was part of the Me Too movement as one of the um, antagonists and um, they went after him a lot they took him off his show House of Cards like they they blacklisted him I don't know when's the next time he's going to be in anything kind of like what they did with my boy Chris D'Elia he's never coming back (laughs) they're already replacing him with Tig Notaro in the movie he was doing which is Day of the Dead I don't remember But I wanted to see it, and now I'm not going to. It's the same shit they're doing with Johnny Depp. Like, why does Amber Heard get to stay on her movie, but Johnny Depp is getting blacklisted left and right and banned from projects and this and that, and, you know, his return is being blocked from Disney to do Pirates of the Caribbean because of everything that happened with Amber Heard. And they have video evidence of the exact opposite of what she's accusing him of, which is really funny. Because it's like, okay, you know he didn't do any of that shit, so why does it still matter? Did they find something else? And I'm nosy, so I'd like to know. (laughs) I think we'd all like to know, because we're all... Johnny Depp has always put his best foot forward in every project he's been in. Except maybe the band, because they all look... The band that he's in, I think... uh, What is it called? Um, uh, I forget what the band is called, so I'm going to Google it really quick. Let's see. Johnny Depp Band. Johnny Depp Band. Oops, Depo. What? Google thing and they know me. Hollywood Vampires is the band he's in. And let's see, who is he in that with? <laughs> I forget. Joe Perry, Alice Cooper, Tommy Henriksen. Not sure who that is. Glenn Sobel. Like, the... Th- Three that I know are Joe Perry, Johnny Depp, and Alice Cooper. And I think Joe Perry is from Aerosmith. I don't know. But they all look like they're dying. So it makes sense that they'd be called Hollywood vampires. But who would have known? Who would have known the difference? So 
Anyways, so, yeah, we were talking about that. We talked about Shit's Creek because Boone just got into it. Bobby watched it, and I think... No, Boone finished it. Bobby finished Bobby's working on it, maybe. And JR just started it. So there, we were all talking about that. And then we were trying not to, you know, give up information in front of JR. So we had him do, like, earmuffs, like in that movie, uh, Old School, where the kid is in the room with them. And they're like, earmuffs, so that he doesn't hear all the curse words and shit. Which is still funny that that's where we get that from. <laughs> we don't get that from any other place but that. Laura happened to give me my Christmas gift early in preparation for my departure, just in case. And I almost bawled my friggin' eyes out because she said it was something I would hate with something I love. So I, was, I wasn't really sure what to expect, but when she gave it to me and I opened it, oh my god, best gift ever. I have always, since I've watched the show Schitt's Creek, I have always wanted an item from Rose Apothecary, which is the store that David opens in Schitt's Creek. And it was a pink shirt, which I don't wear pink. It was actually, it's not like a girly pink, though, so I'll let it go. But um, I, it's a pink shirt, and it says Rose Apothecary on it, and it's gorgeous. And I will rock that shit at some point. I haven't worn it yet, but it looks like it would make for a good sleeping shirt, which is probably what it would come down to. Do they do the whole road? Because I'm looking outside and there's like people driving by at a fast pace here. This guy with this sidewalk is so funny. <laughs> anyway, so that was the greatest present ever. And then, you know, it when you get presents like that, it's... It's it's beautiful because it's like, you know, that person really knows you. And I just wasn't prepared to receive something like that at all. And I thought it was great. And, you know, so thankful to have a friend like her. And Alicia, too. They've seen me through a lot of nonsense and, you know, held my hand through a lot of bullshit. And we've all experienced a lot of loss together. And that's what makes good friendships, I believe. Being a hater, I'm not not discounting you you're in there you've you've experienced a lot with me lately (laughs) talking your ear off and shit but yeah so you realize uh things like that um kind of color your friendship better like you realize how much someone pays attention to you and they're not your significant other that's what i mean to say so moving on from that (laughs) because that got super sappy really quick the resurgence of DC, my all-time favorite nemesis of The Office. So she's come to the petty conclusion to fuck with me until I leave. Or that's the conclusion I've come to, as she's just being a dick lately. She found out from Mark last week that I was leaving. and Because I had put my letter for of resignation in on December 8th. And like my formal letter because I had I had given my boss you know I had told her listen I'm probably gonna move to see my parents not exactly sure when yet and then I gave her my notice on the 8th like the formal one because they need something in writing and so Mark let spill that I was leaving because Mark had spoken with Rose in private about what was going on so instead of just like taking his word for it she went and asked Rose if it was the truth that I'm leaving And, you know, and Rose, of course, being in true fashion, denied all the information that was being presented to her, like she said she was going to. 
So, of course, naturally, Rose says to goes to Mark and says, you know, why would you say anything to her? Like, now I'm not telling you anything ever again. Like, it's not her business and this and that. Like, I don't even know what kind of conversation he could have been having with her that he let something like that slip. So... So that's that. She, like, she has every right to, like, Rose has every right to feel the way she did. And, you know, he did own up to telling her, but it's like, all right, calm down. Like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Like, I know Rose is trying to stick up for me the way Rose does, but I don't need it that bad. Like, <laughs> I really don't. It's okay. It's all good. So, um, but yeah, she's been a dick to me lately. Donna, not Rose. And, um, so that's like, this is when I realized why she had been sending me so many emails asking me questions. She sent me a million different emails on Thursday asking me to do this and that. And then she continued to do it again today, meaning like Friday. And I came ready to play. No, it was Monday. Sorry, Monday. I'm getting my days confused. So Monday, she'd started to do the same shit because she wasn't in Friday. So Thursday, she was asked, sending me emails and doing all this crazy shit and acting up. And uh, I was just so pissed off. So Monday, she decided that she was going to continue to jerk me around and ask me to do this and that. And she thought that I was just going to bend to her every whim that day. So my issue is this is what happened between us that caused me to get so fucking mad. So her main issue was regarding a list of mandatories for non-nursing staff, which is sorted by department. So like I said before, there's five of them and I have to do two different lists, one for nursing to give to the supervisors and one for the um, non-nursing department, which I usually give to Donna, who then gives the supervisors of those departments. So I updated each list because I go through everything and she asked for an updated list of all of them. So I sent it to her and then she goes, Oh, it doesn't look like any of these were updated. Um, can you, uh, and I, I emailed to her. I was like, I checked the list before I send them to you. So they're updated on my end as far as I know. So of course she goes, all right, a quick glance. This is what looks like needs to be done. And then she sent me a whole list of stuff to do. And I said, well, you can update it on your copy and I'll update it on mine. Like, how many times do you think I'm going to go back and forth with you in this fucking email about these stupid lists? How many times? Because it's not going to happen. I'm not going to waste my day, my energy, none of that, trying to figure out what the fuck your problem is. Because you think I want to have a conversation with you about me leaving here like you're my mother. And you are nothing but my coworker. And you need to respect boundaries and step back a little bit. Because it's a little frustrating to me that this woman is trying to make everything personal about her and doesn't know how to separate herself personally. That's all. That's all it is. She doesn't know how to do this correctly. And she's taking her bullshit out on me and I just don't have time for it. I'm not going to be that person that's going to be nice and sit there and be passive aggressive about it. If you really want to talk about what's going on, then just say something. Because you know I'm going to snap back really quick. And I'm going to say, what is it of your concern? Because like I said, she did this shit to me before. I was telling someone about this. She did this shit to me before when Erica left. And Erica was the chick who had my seat. Now, this woman, Donna, was off and I was working. I was the only one working that day because I was under probation, so I couldn't take off. And Erica came over and said that she was resigning and she was giving her notice and she wanted to let Donna know. And I was like, well, she's not here. 
So, of course, um, so when Donna comes back, Erica comes into the office and uh, she comes and she she tells Donna. And then, of course, when Erica walks away, Donna goes, did you know about this? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, well, why wouldn't you tell me? And I said, that's not my information to share. And she was like, and she said to me, and this is the funniest fucking response. She said to me, um, oh, okay, so I see what kind of person you are. And I'm like, the kind of person who doesn't share any information that isn't my own? You're absolutely correct. I'm like, who the fuck does this lady think she is? That anybody owes her any bit of information? Like, the reason why she's the last to know is because of shit like this. Like, shit like this. Who wants to tell anything to someone like that? Who wants to be lectured to all the time about something? Like, who wants any of that? No coworker should make any other coworker feel like they have to tell them anything. And she does that with everybody. She tries to, like, lead everybody around by their nose and, you know, try and solve everybody's problems. Like, I don't vent to you for you to solve my problems. I vent to you because I need an outlet and you're there. And I don't need you to answer any of my questions. I don't need you to do any of that. What I need you to do is just listen to my concerns and just be okay that I have concerns. That's it. That's all it is, you know. And if that's how life goes, then that's how life goes. But, you know, I just don't have patience for things like that anymore because it just doesn't make sense. I feel like she's way too old to be playing these high school games and, you know, going and confirming information that she found out from somebody just because she wants to go to the source. Like, because now you're getting other people in trouble because you want to know information. That's what it is. You are getting other people in trouble because you want to know the scoop about what's going on. And that's it. So she she has to get a whole life and just stop being invested in other people's bullshit. Like, figure out how to do things on her own in that job. Because even I went to Arlene and I told her what was going on. And she was like, you're not going to go sit over there and tell her anything. What you're going to do is you're going to tell Lori, who's the head of IT. You're just going to tell her where to find everything that you've been working on. And that's going to be it. That's going to be it. She's like, we're not telling her anything. She should have figured out how to do this a long time ago because she's been in that department for like, you know, 12 years. Like She's been working in that department for 12 years and she has never taken an interest in what the senior clerk of her department ever has to do. Because it's only when like you go away on vacation that she wants to make sure that you prep everything for her so that it's done. I don't have the patience for that at all. Like, I bet when I go back into work tomorrow, I'm going to have to send out those sheets for need because I'm sure she did not fax them to HR, even though she knows how to do it. She's just going to leave it for me to do because that's just the kind of person she is. Like, she gave me so much work back when I came back from being with my parents and then had to be out an extra two days. I went into her office to pick up everything and I grabbed everything from her. And she was like upset that I didn't want to have a long conversation with her about anything. And I was like, do I look like I have the time to do that? Do I look like I have the time to sit down and talk with you about, oh, how has your two weeks without me been? No, I don't have time for that. What I have to do is get my work done because I work for two departments for no goddamn reason. That's it. Like I work for two departments. I'm spread thin. I don't have time for any of this. I don't have time for your bullshit. I don't have time. 
like try again another day when I do have time, which I won't because I don't have time for you. (laughs) That's like the conclusion. That's simple math. That's not common core. See how that came back around? That's simple math. I don't have time for you ever because you are this way. (laughs) Who would want to talk to someone like, and then, you know, like I said before, she's like one of those energy draining vampires. Like she'll just tell you the most monotonous story just so that she can hang around your desk. Like me and Bonnie will be laughing about something. This is what she does. Me and Bonnie will be laughing about something and she'll try and insert herself into the conversation. And me and Bonnie kind of just look at her and we're like, hey, do you need something? Like, <laughs> Not even in a rude way, just, you know, um, just in, a, in like the weirdest way ever. Like she just tries to be nice and it's kind of like, ah, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Like, I really don't. So that's how me and Bonnie react to her because I even said to Bonnie one time when she walked in and tried to do that, I was like, she doesn't get to be in on our jokes. Like, (laughs) so childish, but she's annoying. So childish, but annoying. So uh, I also had the really stupidest dream this past Monday. So so all of that situation happened with Donna on Monday. So continuing on with that, um, I had the stupidest dream on Monday. (laughs) And we're on Thursday now and I'm still thinking about it. So... Thinking of dreams that ruin days, we all have that one dream that just ruminates in our head for a while. And this shit had me annoyed all day Monday. Like I woke up and I was just in a funky, foul mood all day. So let's whack this pinata open and collect the candy. As we all know, my dating history has been shit. So it's only fair that my subconscious play games with me and make me feel like shit every once in a while. So last night, Sunday into Monday, I had a dream about the bartender Mike I used to date. And I'm not going to say his last name because, you know, anybody who listens to this probably knows who I'm talking about at this point. And what good would it do to throw his last name in there? Who cares? For some backstory, because, you know, I have to give it to you. I dated slash hung out with this guy when I was around 25, 26 years old, because I don't really consider what happened between us as dating. So I'm using that term loosely. There's too many alcoholic beverages between now and then for me to even fully capably remember everything that happened. So whatever. We flakily dated so that that might be my new coinage here. I'm going to coin that. Those were the going out to Bobby's days, the drink till 4 a.m. days, the two for one days, the partying with Greg days. And I'm like, oh, gosh, like even thinking about going out and partying with Greg again is like we had such a good time all the time. Didn't matter who we were with. If it was just me and him, such chill time. It was one of my more happier memories is hanging out with Greg. But, you know. Like so many things and like losses and shit have happened here. And it's like, you wonder why I'm trying to leave. (laughs) So he started out as a bar back, which is when he was nice to me, because when he became a bartender, he turned into a dick fuck as all um, narcissistic guys become. And he was he was definitely that. So I recently saw him. At a wedding in October, which was Kelsey and Dan's wedding. I think I mentioned being at that wedding and how fucking cold it was. (laughs) Oh, hey, that guy stopped. The neighbor stopped. Cool. Um, 
uh, he was bartending. He was bartending at that wedding. So that's why he was there. And his brother was the best man. So Chris is his brother. He's the one who introduced the couple to each other. So Kelsey and Dan went to a house party and it was Chris's house that they were at, which is why he was the best man. That's that backstory. The fact that it would come up now, like he would pop into my mind right now is ridiculous because again, we're two months out from when I saw him. So my mind has to be messing with me intentionally. So in the dream, we're back at the bar at Bobby's, like nothing has changed between us, but the ages we are currently. So he's in his late forties and I'm 31. So he could be around 50 now. I'd assume since late forties, because he was 41 when we first started speaking to each other, like when we first met each other, I was sitting solo at the bar and he comes over. This is, this is what happened in the dream to sit down next to me. Uh, we started chatting and catching up. Like we start to drink more and more and it gets to the point where we have moved closer to each other with our chairs. Like we're, we're about six inches away from each other's face. I don't even know what we were talking about before he like pulled me and kissed me and continued to kiss me until I woke up and was 15 minutes after my alarm. So also note to self, stop going back to sleep after my alarm wakes me up, which is something I haven't been able to do. Like I fall back to sleep like an idiot because I just lay back down and I shut my eyes and then I'm like, oh God, I open my eyes and it's like seven and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> can't even do my hair, can do my makeup minimally. And then I just have to jet out the door. So I, I am capable of getting out the door in half an hour. It's just, it just sucks because like it puts a damper on the whole day, kind of ruins it. So, uh, so it, it, this is what bothers me about it is because we've both moved on in life. And from what Kelsey told me, he has a pregnant fiance, like no business being in my head is what I'm getting at. So like, I want to know why it was placed there and why it made me late for everything. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't know, like, there's no reason why I would actually share this story other than to make you guys wonder what it's about. Um, Stupidest dream ever. Because I don't know how we would be back in Bobby's when it's now the Bee Tavern and nothing of it is the same. So that is what I don't understand about the situation. Um, so that's that's what happened with that. So now going from that to an even worse situation, these emails at work have to stop. And it's not anything in particular that anybody's doing wrong. It's just updates about how COVID is affecting our workplace. For those of you who are just starting to listen, I work in a nursing home. I'm a county employee and I basically just read sad shit all day is what it feels like. (laughs) Read sad shit. Oh, by the way, new episode of Grey's tonight or what? So that's what I'm excited for. Anyway, the only reason why I brought that up is because COVID is everywhere and now they've decided to put it in Grey's Anatomy also. And we still don't know what's going on with Meredith, if she's going to get better, whatever. But I'm also a little annoyed that COVID has pushed every everything back from all the shows I love to releasing whenever. Like, Grey's Anatomy usually comes back in the fall, like October the latest. It came back like two weeks before Thanksgiving. Then they took Thanksgiving off. And there's basically only been like four episodes so far of this show. And like an idiot, I've been watching at work and it upsets me at work. <laughs> So I got to stop watching it at work. But um, the last episode was really sad. <sighs> I hope nobody, uh, this is going to be a big spoiler alert. So if you haven't watched it yet, stop the episode here and go watch it. 
but um, they killed Miranda Bailey's mother off with COVID. So that was great. That was fun to watch. Like, I know you can hear the disdain and, you know, sarcasm in my voice, but just had to let you know that it was the shittiest thing I've ever seen. Because they sang um, My Girl because Miranda's mom has um, Alzheimer's also. And um, not also, but like she, uh, in comparison to what Meredith went through, because Miranda goes and speaks to Meredith while Meredith is like unconscious pretty much or sleeping or in her dream state, whatever it is. And was like, you know, people don't know what we go through as children of people with Alzheimer's. She goes, my mother called me like four times one day. She was telling Maggie this. So it went from her talking to Meredith about it to Maggie. So she was telling Maggie, she's like, my mom called me four times on my birthday because she forgot that she'd already called me. But it was like the last, she said she loved it because it was like the last time her mom would ever remember something like that. So I thought that was sweet, but yeah, sad episode. And, uh, I don't know what they're going to do tonight. Um, haven't really watched like any previews or anything, so we'll see. But I wonder what they're going to bring back next, honestly, because they've just been bringing back everybody. Like even when she uh, she drowned, they brought back Denny. So I'm like, I'm wondering who is it going to be? Well, they're not going to bring back Denny because Denny looks like Negan now. And that's weird. Who would want to see Negan on Grey's Anatomy? Like, what is this? A Walking Dead crossover? <laughs> That's a crossover right there. Walking Dead Grey's Anatomy. What would they even do? <laughs> anyway. Oh my god, my back's killing me from sitting like this. But also, we're in bed again. We're in bed with each other. So, good to know, right? Just chilling in bed, relaxing under these covers. I really would rather just stay under the blankets. That's how cold I am. But I'm sure at some point I'm going to have to get up and make myself something to eat. <sighs> and also... So this is what this is what I'm getting to with 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 all the thinking I've been doing lately. It just seems like the the worst decisions you have to make in life are the most difficult ones. Like I am taking a big risk doing all of these things to try and get myself out of here. And I'm trying to decide if I am doing it for the right reasons. Like, sure. Would I love to be closer to my family? Yes. Do I need to be closer to my family at this moment? Probably not. I can probably, you know, take some time to save more money and just relax for a minute and give myself time and not rush because I don't want to rush for anybody. I don't want to do this the wrong way. And I honestly think that, you know, if I end up leaving when I want to leave, things are not going to work out the way I want them to. But, you know, I think, uh, I think it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And uh, I'm, I'm just hoping for the best here. You know, time will only tell what happens. And people just have to understand that I got to do what I got to do for me. And I have to do things in a way that makes sense for me. And it doesn't matter if it makes sense to anybody else. I either get support or I don't. And the people who don't support me go by the wayside. And, you know, that'll be fine. That weeds out the, that weeds out the non-important people. That's how that goes. The, the real big things that scare me most are the fact that I haven't been able to secure a job down there, which, you know, COVID. So uh, a couple of places have told me they've put my resume on hold because, you know, a lot of the places I've applied to are health 
healthcare facilities. So they're really just working on their patients right now, which I appreciate a response like that. But I did a Zoom interview with a hospice center, which I thought was going to be a surefire thing because the woman in the interview told me, you know, you should receive an email within like half an hour of uh, confirming a second interview because she wanted um, she's not an HR person. There's someone else for that. But she interviewed me. She said I should receive an email from HR about scheduling a second interview. And then, of course, I follow up with them the next morning because I hadn't received it. And they were like, oh, we've decided to move on to other candidates, um, but we will keep your resume, blah, blah, blah. And it's shit like that that makes you mad because it's like you're going to keep it for what? You could have had me working there now and you've chosen not to. Why would I even want to take your phone call after that? Like, you know, people with this hiring process don't seem to understand that they need us. They need workers. Not saying I don't need them because a paycheck is nice, but they're acting like, you know, king shit over there. Meanwhile, they need worker bees. Otherwise, you know, places go short staffed and, you know, they have to hire on, wait for staffing agencies, which is what's happening in my place there's 56 employees that tested positive for COVID and only 15 have returned to work because they, you know, did their self quarantine and they're good. Now we've had like 10 residents die since Thanksgiving and it's just back. COVID is just back with a vengeance and I just can't take it. It just seems like everything is, you know, becoming more and more dire and hopeless and, I'm hoping that's not the case, but with something like this, when you really don't know what it's about and they're just starting to roll out vaccines for it. Meanwhile, nine months later, and you know, people have died from this or complications because of this. And what's funny is, like I said before, I haven't gotten it yet. And from the environment I work in and all this other stuff, you know, it's just ridiculous now. It's just crazy. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But I know that they're supposed to start rounding uh, rounding to residents to get vaccines. So, And that's, that's what's happening. So we're just, we're living in a COVID snow bubble now. And what's funny is, you know what? This snowstorm makes me laugh because someone said that this was the season finale for 2020. Or was it series finale? It was either way. It was still pretty funny because, you know, knock us off the map with snow. (laughs) But yeah, so I have a nice snow day. It's nice and quiet to myself and peaceful and just doing a little me time and taking time to think about what I really want. What do I really want for myself in 2021? Do I want to be struggling? Do I want to take a risk? Do I want to be uncomfortable for a little while? What do I want? Do I want to be happy? Do I want to, you know, and what is it that's going to exactly make me happy out of these situations? And trust me, these pros and cons list people, it's been insane. It's been an insane amount of work. So, but I got my support system. So they're all helping me out and helping me figure things out and what the best decision is. So it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It has to be because like, otherwise I'm not going to do shit. It has to be fun one way or another, but 
I spoke to my mom on the phone today, very briefly, about Christmas presents for my sisters. She called me, and I guess she didn't realize that I was asleep. But she called me, and then I text her. And then she calls me all pissed off. She was like, look at this bitch texting me after I called her. And I'm like, hey, man, wasn't even awake. So I was texting you because sometimes you don't answer your phone. Well, I was the worst person at answering her phone. You could be texting her, and then you'll call her, and she won't answer. She's one of those people. And I'm like, but you get mad at me when I don't answer my phone. She's like, yeah, because you're right next to it. And so are you for the most part. That's what's even funnier. So are you. But uh, I'm tired. My back hurts. And um, I'm just going to relax for the rest of the day. I've been putting in a lot of time in this game. It's called um, Life After. It's another zombie game. But it's on the phone. So if you're bored during the snow day or during your COVID pandemic, if you're laid off from work or whatever, um, catch up on that. That's fun. I've been playing it a lot. I don't even know why. (laughs) There's so many other things I could be playing. But I know when I get out from under these blankets to go get food, I'm going to be freezing. Also, I've had the same two huge ass pimples in the bot in the left corner of my chin. And I'm like, way to look super witchy after Halloween, you know? So, but, um, this year hasn't been too bad. It has not been too bad. I've discovered a lot of things about myself and, uh, I don't know. We'll see what 2021 brings. I still have a few days, a couple weeks to decide things and we'll go from there. But, um, I have honestly reached the end of this episode because I don't have that many notes for today, but I think I made it work. So, uh, as usual, you know, I'll probably have more stories coming tomorrow because tomorrow's Friday and there's always something stupid that happens. And (sighs) anyway, so, okay. So I don't even know if I've discussed this. Let me just discuss this really quickly. I'm sick and tired of the Department of Health coming to my job. (laughs) It's stupid to say, but like there's been three visits in two weeks and it's mostly been family complaints about residents. So here's my thing. Okay. So these people are complaining about the way the residents are being sequestered. Like who's near who, who has COVID? Why is my friend, why is my family member with bunking with this person who has COVID? Blah, blah, blah. So it's a whole bunch of that bullshit. And, um, it's, it's just nonsense at this point, because if you're really that concerned about your family member, take them home, take them home. They don't need to be at our place. If you're able to If you're fully capable of taking care of them, take them home. Nobody wants to hear that shit anymore. Like everybody's crying about how, you know, I can't visit my family member. Uh, You guys have the, the windows shut and I can't see them and this and that. Take them home. They don't want to be here with us either. Like they're getting serial testing is going on in my facility. If your resident, excuse me, if your family member comes back negative You should be on your way to get them. Why would you want to leave them in a place where COVID is going to spread all over again? Because nursing homes are like the top hotspot for it. Because some of these residents have no, like they have mental processing issues like Alzheimer's or dementia, and they don't know to not get up out of their room and walk around. And if one of them has COVID and touches something, that's it. They touch something and it spreads through like wildfire through my place. 
And I just feel so bad. Like, good thing it doesn't really come towards the Simon building, which is where all the administration, like where all the regular staff are, not the nursing staff, everybody else. But it's like, okay, come on. What are we doing? (laughs) So take your family member home if you want to see them that badly. Because then it's also selfish on your part because you don't want to take them home because you don't want to risk getting sick. So it's like, well, which one fucking is it? Do you want to see them or not? Because it seems like not. And if that's the case, then you really have to stop making these phone calls to the Department of Health because nothing is being done wrong where we are. We're doing the best we can with the resources we have. And that's any situation, anytime. Even more so now because PPE is not highly available. It's They're going through shit like crazy on these units. How do you expect us to properly protect ourselves? Can't. Can't happen. So understaffed. And even last night I was texting my boss and I was like, listen, I might not be able to come in in the morning. And she's like, listen, I understand. She was like, um, there's plenty of people who are like sleeping and coming back for like four hours. She goes, but you know, nobody can really get to work because of the weather. I'm like, snow, snow is what's happening. And that's it. That's all I have. That's all I have in me. (laughs) I'm exhausted. I'm going to eat and take a nap. (laughs) Well, uh, as I usually say on these podcasts, I love you guys very much and subscribe, rate and review if you like what you've heard or have been hearing because now we're, we're a lot of episodes in guys. We're on the legit year episode because 52 is 52 weeks in a year. So I love you guys. And I hope anytime that you guys are listening to this, you're having a cuckoo day. Also silence is a good thing. And take a break from life every now and then because what we're going through is crazy. And there's no other way to describe it other than a lot of loss happening. But, you know, as long as we can do these things to help each other laugh or take that break for an hour or whatever, this is what keeps me doing this podcast is I know that someone out there who's having a tough day is laughing at this and is feeling a lot better about themselves because they got their one hour break that they need to get through the day. And that's all I can do. That's all I can do for you guys. Maybe I'll be back to streaming on Twitch sooner or later. Maybe that's what people need. People need entertainment these days. A lot of people need something to keep going. And if my podcast is doing that for anybody, I appreciate you. And I'm not going to stop doing this. So it's, it's more for me than it is for you, but it's helping both all of us in the long run. And I have nothing but appreciation for everybody who comes up, comes back every week or anybody who tells somebody to take this, check this out, check out this girl. She's nuts. I started out with 30 minute episodes and now I'm up to like an hour. Sometimes more if I have a co like a co-host, a guest, but you know, I'm trying to get myself going here. We're going to build this thing. I'm telling you, it's going to be something. It got picked up by Pandora. So that'll be cool. I don't even know how. Like I submitted something for that like months ago. So I don't even know how Pandora is just checking this out now. But anyway, you know, all publication is good publication, I guess, or distribution or whatever you want to call it. But uh, again, I love you guys and I'm sorry for rambling some more, but I'm just trying to say that I'm appreciative of the hour you take to listen to me. 
And I'm hoping that it's doing for you what it does for me, which is makes me feel better about what's going on in this crazy, crazy world. So on that note, I'm going to bid thee adieu and have a great rest of your Thursday, guys. Love you.